answered most assuredly I say to you unless one is born of water and the spirit capital letter Holy Spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of God what is to be born again new birth born of water and born of the spirit are you ready to fill your soul with the sustenance it needs. Look no further. Bishop Joshua Fonseca's Soul Food Podcast. You can listen anytime to these engaging messages of faith. From testimonies and real life stories to musical entertainment, is here to satisfy your spiritual hunger. Tune in today for a journey of hope, strength, and truth, and be uplifted with each episode wherever you are. Don't let your soul go hungry. It's time for some soul food. In life, there is no greater privilege than to be chosen by God. The Lord Jesus foretold that majority are not. In fact, many are called, but few are chosen. Among the 7.5 billion people in the entire world, there is a group of people that were handpicked by the Almighty to be His witness on earth. Among them are ex-prostitutes. I thought I, 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 I was made only to use my body. And when God accepted me, that was the most, it was very special. Ex-criminals. So the being a $20 bill to a dope man, now I became a dope man, a serious dope man. You want these words to come true in your life, that they come true in my life. Ex-addicts. I went to the courthouse and told them, please, you need to lock me up because I'm going to die because I was smoking so much crack. When the Holy Spirit came in me, I couldn't, it was so much joy and peace. Ex-pimps. This is what I know, so this is what I'm doing, so I'm going to continue. The Holy Spirit taught me how to be a wife, taught me how to be a mother, taught me how to be an auntie, taught me how to be a sister, taught me how to be a woman, period. But what is God's criteria to make such a choice? The answer is, but God, God has, has chosen, chosen the, the foolish, foolish things, things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen, chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. God, God chose, chose the lowly things, things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. And now God, has chosen you. You are now listening to Soul Food with Bishop Joshua. Don't stop listening, there is more soul food to share. Lord, I am old. Should I go back to my mom's womb? And the Lord said, Jesus said, No, Nicodemus, though you are religious, you don't know anything. 
What you need to do, Nicodemus? You need to be baptized in water. You need to receive the Holy Spirit. I have my flesh and I have my spirit. Here I am. I am you. If my flesh is strong, is up, my spirit is down. If my spirit is strong, is up, my flesh is down. Now look here, please. When I talk about flesh, I'm not talking about your bones and flesh. I'm talking about your desires. I'm talking about your impulses. I'm talking about your feelings. I'm talking about your the sinful nature. This is the flesh. I'm talking about your tongue. I'm talking about your thoughts. I'm talking about your actions and your reactions. They are your flesh. When I talk about the spirit, I'm not talking about religious stuff or church. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. How do I feed the flesh? How do I feed my flesh? How? Prostitution, fornication, lies, corruption. And my spiritual life goes down. It's for us to put our flesh, our desires down and enrich our spiritual life. How do I do that? When I read the Bible, when I pray more, if I ask here who prays, everybody does, but we need to pray more. Read the Bible. These are the things that feeds, feeds the spirit. Things that brings you closer to God. Now let me talk about the body. The body dies, decays, rottens, becomes dust. But when you are in spirit, the Holy Spirit saves the soul you have inside of the body. Feels like I've been born again. I've been born again. I've been born again. Wake up, America, because God is with you. And whenever God is with us, no one can overpower us problems can't overpower you. But no matter how great or severe this problem is, God is with you. Remember, you can make it. There is no big or small problem that can overpower God. There is no headache, fever, cancer, unemployment, bills, or misery that is greater than God. He is the one that can overpower and overcome any problem that you are facing. Continue to listen to Soul Food. We have a story coming up next to share with you. I would have to deal with these dreams and deal with these devils, and I would cry myself to sleep. Because like, God, like this, this can't be the reality. It can't be. This, this, this cannot be it. I'm trying to live right. I'm, 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 I've gave my life to you. Uh, I'm trying my best. 
but when I'm trying, why are these devils coming in? And I just, I was at a point where I was giving up, like, God, like, I can't do this. This is mentally tormenting and emotionally and physically exhausting. My name is Otis Reynolds. Um, I'm 24. I'm from uh, Birmingham, England. Um, a backstory to how I was actually born. The way that it actually happened was my mum planned for my sister to uh, go to private school and then she planned for me to go to private school. But because there was a, uh, a price that was obviously expensive, my mum wanted us to be five years apart, which clearly didn't happen. And the story behind that was so my mum was on contraception after she gave birth to my sister. She was on the coil and she was on the pill. That's like double, like you're not getting pregnant. And uh, what happened was she got pregnant and she got pregnant with me. The crazy thing about it was when she went to the hospital, um, they said that you can abort the baby because if I was born with the coil there, then there'll be dangers and there'll be possibilities that I would die because the coil will be in my brain, in my eye, anywhere in my body. So they recommended her to abort me, but she didn't want to abort me. So they told her if she wants the pregnancy to go as smoothly as possible, she has to take out the coil. And when she takes out the coil, there is a chance where she will lose me. Um, but my mom said, you know, let's, let's go ahead and Thankfully, through all the contraception, I'm still here. Um, I shouldn't be, but I am. And it's funny because the reason why I believe that I'm supposed to be here was because shortly after that moment, my dad got sick. And when my dad got sick, he actually eventually died a few years later. And because, you know, he died, if it was their plan and it was five years, I just, I wouldn't be here. Growing up, my dad was sick. Um, I don't really have a lot of memories with my dad because he died when I was five. Uh, as soon as he passed away, it was just me, my mum, my sister in the house. Uh, my grandma also came very involved, which was my dad's mum. And she became like a second mum to me. It was like my mum, my grandma and my sister. Um, when my dad died when I was five, I also was suffering with really bad asthma. Also as a child, there was a lot of underlying seduction, sexual behaviour. And I think after that moment, I think it just really increased. Uh, the sexual thing started to increase. I'll never forget, I was on the sofa one time and uh, I sat on the remote control. And as soon as I sat on the remote control, I was about seven years old, porn came on the TV. And I was like, at, at the time, I was just frozen. I was so frozen. I was looking at the TV, just like glued. And I, I just could not take my eyes off the TV. I was glued and obviously at that point, you don't know nothing about masturbation. You're just so innocent as a child, but there was something that was drawing to me to the, the TV and the porn. And at that point, so I was like seven, eight. And there'll be times where I would go downstairs, wake up early, cause I found out what time these channels would come on and I would just watch it. My mom never knew, she knows now, but she never knew. And then uh, when uh, it was light time, I would also, uh, when I had a TV in my room, I would find the channel and I would just watch it and I would just stare and I would just stare. I don't know what would happen, but I would just always feel this yearning for it. So I will continue to always watch it growing up and growing up. Around the ages of eight, I went into McDonald's toilets. This is a time I, f I was um, nearly raped, um, I believe, or sexually assaulted. Um, I went to McDonald's with my mum and when I was in McDonald's, I wanted to go to the toilet, so I went to the toilet. Mum waited outside and I was, you know, I went in. And I'll never forget, I'd done what I needed to do. And as I was coming out, uh, two men came in and um, they 
they kind of pushed me back into the bathroom. And when they pushed me back into the bathroom, the one guy was like, well, where are you going? What, what are you doing? Where are you going? And I was just scared. I was just frozen, like, like legit just frozen um, because I was a kid. And these were like grown men. I never forget the one started to put his hand like on my neck and just started to like touch me. And I was just stuck, frozen, fear. And then the guy said, come on, let's do it. So the other guy said, come on, let's, let's do it, let's do it. And then when he was about to put me into the cubicle, the one man said, no, like, don't do it to him, like, stop. And the guy's like, why? Like, we've got him, he's right here. Like, this is what we're supposed to do. And the guy was like, I, I don't know what it is, but there's something about him. We're not supposed to touch this one. I don't know what it is, but just don't touch him. So the other guy looked at the guy like, like, are you okay? Like, we've, we've got him, like, but eventually he, he let me out. He let me go. He let me out. And I walked straight to my mom and I just sat down and I was just frozen. And I didn't say a word to my mom because growing up without a dad, you have to learn as a boy how to become a man because you have no male influences. So I really had to learn, okay, God, I wasn't even God at the time. Yes, I was going to church, but as a kid, it's like, okay, man, like, I don't want to worry my mom. I don't want to worry my grandma. I don't want to worry my sister. There was areas of me that I had to mature quickly and I had to learn how to become a man. So whatever happened to me, I just never told anybody. I just went through it. And I guess I just had to deal with it by myself. I, no, I was not telling anybody about this because when those things happen, you start to blame yourself and you don't know why you blame yourself. You just think I was a part of it. I done something wrong. So I, I was I was never going to say it because I thought I was going to get in trouble. So I was like, I, I need to do the best that I can to protect myself and protect my family. And I thought the best way to do that was silence. And that silence, I guess, just brought more of an appetite, brought more of a bit of shame, made me start to suppress my actual emotions and start to uh, pretend my feelings in front of my mom and my sister, hmm. um, just so to make sure that they was okay. So. the most cause I don't know the cause maybe I shouldn't have cried when you left and told me not to wait I feel like no one loves me never want me it's always been me I always feel like my voice isn't heard I feel like I'm drowning and no one can help me is life worth living? But now, if you suffer from paranormal activities, you are not going crazy. No, you are not going crazy. Something is going on. You are in a spiritual warfare. You are under spiritual attacks. If you need help, we are here for you. You can call us. You can count on us. The helpline is available. You are not going to leave a message. We have men, women of God to take your call. Give us a call today at 1-888-332-4141. Our helpline is available 24 hours a day for you to receive one-on-one -on -one counseling and prayer. If you have been enjoying this podcast, share it with a friend or family member. Don't stop listening, there is more soul food to share. Let me talk to Fernando, who came to church, a child as well, that had several problems. So, Fernando, you were molested, abused. 
the age of six through eleven. Yes. Okay. Did the family know about this molestation? No, no, nobody knew. I, I never told anybody, and, and I think that's why I, I grew up, again, very, very afraid. I, I don't even know what I was afraid of, just fear in, in general. I just remember this constant fear that I couldn't explain growing up. I, I understand now, I believe it was because of what happened. Uh, I actually didn't tell anybody until many, many years later. So, as a result, in this ministry, Fernando, we say to everybody, come as you are. We don't judge anybody, we don't judge people. We will come everybody the way that they are. So, but we don't discriminate because when people see like uh, lesbians, homosexuals, drug dealers, pimps, people fighting, people angry, what they do not know is what a person has been through in life. And that was your case. Six years old boy being molested. And I think that you grew up with this trauma inside of you. I did. I did. I mean, I, I didn't understand it at the time, but as an adult, I, I realized that I went through something, right, that, that a child shouldn't, shouldn't have gone through. And how did it affect, like, your life, family-wise, school, growing up as a teenager? Um, I mean, again, I just re remember always being afraid, insecure. I, I could never make decisions. Uh, I had a, I have a big loving family. Everybody, so, you know, I always grew up with love around me. But I, I know inside, I always just, I don't know, I, I felt different. Um, I was never happy, you know. I wasn't happy in relationships. Um, you know, when I started college, I started just being promiscuous with, with a lot of people. Uh, over After a few years, I actually got infected with HIV uh, just because of the, the lifestyle I was living at the time. And uh, it affects your health. Any uh, uh, drug abuse? Uh, I started using drugs uh, at the age of 20, 20 about 25. Uh, after a breakup from my relationship. Um, uh, at first, it was just recreational for fun, uh, but then I got hooked on it. You know, I, I what started once a month on the weekends, uh, partying, it became more and more frequent. That That's how I came to church. Which substance you were taking? Uh, it was crystal meth. Uh, and I did try many times. I tried counseling support groups, uh, meetings. I tried different things um, and everything helped temporarily, you know, uh, but I would always go back. You know, something would always pull me back uh, to when I use. All right. So that was the situation you came into the church. You had sick, you had HIV, crystal meth addiction and the trauma, depression. In this church, what have you done and what has God done for you? He started uh, fighting for my healing. So I did a chain of prayer. I remember, I think it was six months, I would go on Tuesdays, receive the healing with the uh, holy oil. And after six months, I went for an HIV test and it came back negative. So came back negative? It came back negative. So you have both results, before and after? Yes, yes. Um, you know, finances improved, my health improved. Um, no longer afraid, no longer insecure. Tell me about um, 
depression and crystal meth. I did chain of prayers for that as well on, on, on Fridays of deliverance on Sunday. Uh, that took longer, I would say, to, to overcome. Um, but, you know, thank God, you know, eventually I was free from it. Um, the desire, you know, it, it's gone. I don't need it to have fun, to, to feel at ease with myself. So you are free from crystal meth, no more depression. No more depression, did no more you fear. Overcome, did you overcome the traumas from your childhood? I did, I did. Um, you know, you know, like I said, it happened when I was when I was when I was a child. I think the first time I talked about it um, was probably four years ago. And and now, you know, I can I can easily talk about it if I see someone you know, who went through a similar situation, they don't know what to do. Um, it, it's easier for me now to share my, my experience and, and show them that they can overcome it as well. Okay, so <clears throat> you are not alone. We are proving to you that you can change. Look at Fernando. Depressed, trauma, he was abused, molested, crystal meth, HIV. God did a complete work in his life. Fernando, how do you feel inside? How is your relationship with God? Today I feel happy, at peace. Um, you know, my relationship with God gets stronger each time. You know, when I, again, before I was afraid, you know, I was afraid of, of dying, of, you know, when, when I was sick, you know, I didn't know if I was going to live or not. For many years, nobody knew I was sick. So, you know, I was, I felt alone and, and afraid. Now I'm at peace, you know, um, I have God in my life. I want to do, you know, things for Him. Want to serve Him. Um, much, much different than than before. New life, new man, transformed man. Fernando, what do you have? What's your message? There is this young man right there. He was also molested. There is this lady. She was raped. There is this lady. She was abused. She suffers domestic violence. There is this person that. The heart inside is bleeding. There is this person that was uh, destroyed. The life was destroyed. What is your message? Because you came from the same path. Um, all I can say is that every every problem has, has a solution. That there is nothing impossible for, for God. No matter what it is, no matter what you did, or no matter what was done to you, uh, God can 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 save you. God can heal you. Just call the, call the number. Come to the church. Um, no, nothing. No problem is greater than than God Himself. His last <clears throat> word was, "No problem is greater than God Himself." Give us a call right now. The number is available for you. You who are in the hospital. Right now, you are in the hospital. In this very moment, you are inside of this hospital. You are over there, dying day by day. You are not an outcast. You are not alone. We are here to help you. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. Stay tuned tomorrow for more. Make sure to turn on your notifications and share this food with others.